Previously on The Harvestman. Lena, your sister. The long story. Is that Western? We would like to purchase some artillery. There is one thing, in fact, that perhaps you could do for us. Threat detected. This is a level one. What is keeping us here? My coat! Did he just say his coat? I get it. (laughs) Wester tears off, buys you guys a moment once you're on the boat. As we approach, Zyka's guns out at the mulligan. I pull out a stick of dynamite and get ready to light it. The mulligan is is kind of hands up and, Oi, oi, all right, all right. The seaside mulligans who accompanied us attempted to murder all of us. And Kirill. What is he? Kirill? Didn't he? And she, like, is looking around. Kirill is not there. Fuck my fucking life. (laughs) Um, are we still going back to the ducks? Yes, we are going back to the ducks. Shut the fuck up. Surveys the lot of you and... Confused and defeated, goes back to the rear of the boat and sits across from the mulligan pilot, leaning against one of the rails with the gun resting across his lap. Just kind of watches him. Could, 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 could I just for a moment imagine that I said that's like I was keeping an eye on Kirill? Yes, and... that is an excellent point. So... If you would like to make a survey roll to spot Kirill making yeah. his getaway. I would. You as well? Sure. It's, please, someone help me because I have no dots in survey. Now, it's anyone who... Yeah? Oh, I'm just happy because I have no dots, but I rolled a six and a five. That's great. Uh, but you have to take the five, and less effect is a fail. Yes, well, that is, but, that but is yes. better. Yes, but it's still it's still exciting. Joey, did you roll or no? I no, rolled that's... a four and a six. So four, but reduced effect because Brian doesn't like us. So oh. it's... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but Lukai has a success with a complication, yes? Yes. All right. Good. So the good news is that as... The, the boat is moving back up the river toward the docks. You see a figure extricating themselves from the river on the far bank. I, I think this is actually Charhalo, where this bank is. It's a long way off. It's obviously dark. You guys are moving at too great a clip, perhaps to act on this intelligence, but what I'm curious as to how Lukai registers this. Does Lukai see in any kind of interesting spectrum that might make it more likely that they are able to pick out Kirill coming out of the water? I sure wish I had sensors installed because yes, that would be a thing, but I do not. So it's just the movement the, the other two are, are looking in different areas, so Lukai picks out the movement, but the others don't. Super. We're all tired and battered and missing Wester. 
It's true. But you do see Kirill, it's very likely Kirill, get out of the water on the Char Hollow side. And you are comforted by the knowledge that this man has probably not got a ton of options available to him, exposed as he is. Move I'm so relieved to know that I lost sight of him in the water. That I just now lost sight of him. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys move back up the river, get to the docks. You are met with mixed company, right? A, a contingent of the Mulligans are still there. This is kind of their base of operations. Iron Meg and a bunch of her foot soldiers, as well as Lena and Hooten and damn near a dozen Northern Guard troopers, all of whom seem confused and varying shades of angry to see a boat filled with about half the people that they were expecting to be on board, and neither Kirill nor Chael. Who do we see, like, as the leader in this? Denna or Hooten? Like, who's out front? Yeah, Denna and Hooten are next to one another. Uh, Denna is probably slightly up front, on the lookout for her brother, who, bonus, is also not in the fucking boat. And it looks like she is really struggling to keep her cool about it. Iron Meg is playing it much cooler, but you can hear her teeth grinding. And she's the one that Zyka zeroes in on straight for Iron Meg. And Zyka's like, this, this old fucking cunt. Ooh. Is there a, an effect that you're hoping to achieve here? Or just role-playing? Uh, I, I want Denna and Hooten. I mean, because the Northern Guard guys on the boat didn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, so so Zyka, Zyka goes to Iron Meg with that, and then she turns on a dime at Hooten and Denna and says, You didn't tell us what you are unleashing a tornado on us. Meg doesn't blink and just takes your wrath for a moment. Just looks like she's about to respond when you turn on Lena and Hooten. Lena takes a breath and then puts out a hand as if to calm you and says, this is not the place. Gather your people and let's head back to the rail station. Let's go. She puts a hand on your shoulder. Don't fucking touch me. She simply stands back and gestures to the carriage. If everybody goes along. Well, Wes doesn't, does he? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Almost more significant as you guys are making your way into the carriage, right, than any kind of explosive confrontation between the gangs or leaders or members of that sort of shit is the absence of any confrontation, right? Like everybody knows that shit went real sideways. Nobody is totally sure how or why, but this is bad news for everybody. 
as you guys are in the carriage, it's not until you sort of pull out and are moving for damn near three minutes of silence before Lena pipes up. So what happened? During those three minutes, Icelena casually takes out the whole head and is examining it. Nice. Yeah, that is noted and informs Lena's question. What do you think happened? Is Wester dead? I don't know. Hooten says, who fucking cares if Wester is dead? Where is Kirill? Where is Chael? He seems confused, you know, squints his eyes before saying, the fuck do we care? He's a mulligan. Where is the man that you were hired to get out of that prison? I wish I could tell you. And she, whole body language, turns away from Hooten. Did Lukai express to anyone that they saw Kirill at any point? They did not. It is only going to be until after we are separated from the Northern Guard that this information will come to light. So smart. Hooten opens his mouth to say something angry, but Lena's hand moves to his knee and kind of squeezes, you can see, and simmers him right the fuck down. And then she folds her hands back in her lap and sits back and doesn't say anything for the rest of the ride. You guys get back to the rail station. Lena and Hooten get out of the carriage. Hooten sort of, you know, in a harumph. Lena trailing behind and then speaks to the driver so that you can hear. Take them home wherever it is they need to go. She closes the door and then kind of like speaks through the window to all of you, but kind of addressing Zyka primarily. We'll meet up in a a day or two after the dust is settled and we'll speak more properly then about your payment as well. Yes, Bill. Only one of the two of us lost family today, so when you're counting what you owe me, keep that in mind. The implication absolutely being that she has no right asking Zyka what happened to Wester. That is not lost on her, and she doesn't care for it. So Lena walks away. The carriage pulls out. Zyka hollers to the driver. Weaver Street. The driver takes you there. You return to the garage. Everyone pours out of of Lena's cab. Driver takes off. You guys make your way into the garage. It's it's started to, to rain again. Not hard, just enough to kind of get you damp before you get inside. I think as soon as we set foot in the building and the the driver is gone and there are no prying ears then uh actually kirill is in char hollow now how do you know that 
I was lucky enough to spot him reach the shoreline, but it was too far away for us to intervene or catch him. Well, can't get very far without a coat. <laughs> True enough. I, I want to put like red coats for sale signs up all over Charharlow as like a, a signal to him to come find us. Vintage red coats. <laughs> Well-loved right. coats for sale needing mm-hmm. to be found at Weaver Street yeah. Borders. The coat you've been looking for, Weaver yeah. Street. <laughs> <laughs> Probably you guys head off to deal with your your vices. I don't know that anyone is particularly talkative. The loss of Wester is still sort of heavy in the air. Lukai heads out to charge while everyone indulges and probably falls asleep. Boom wakes up the next morning with Lukai looming over her. Jesus. (laughs) It is not Jesus. It is I. I can see that. What are you doing in here? I had hoped that you would have some time to repair this cracked eye. What time is it? Hey, Boom. This is your apartment, yes? That yeah. Lukai has found their way into. What does is, what is Boom's apartment look like, do you think? I think it probably looks exactly what you would expect it to look like. It kind of looks like a, a crazy person lives there because she's like, got books everywhere. Quite a few ashtrays and buckets just, like, filled with cigarette butts. Pieces of paper, like, tacked to walls everywhere where she's been, like, scribbling formulas or whatnot. A little bit like a hoarder lives there. Yeah. With, like, bits of machinery and scavenged bits and pieces. Okay, super. The only clean section of her apartment is the section that has a little desk. And <laughs> it, it has a desk and her, like, school books. Those have been untouched. Great. How did you even get in here? What do you mean? This is my this is my apartment. There's like seven locks on that door, and one of them's an explosive. How did you get in here? Oh, I'm sorry. I I apologize. I came in through the window. <laughs> I sort of like looks at Lukai and then looks at the window that is like super fucking small, and then looks back at Lukai. It is not as difficult as it appears. <laughs> she kind of like puts her face in her hands and she's like, okay, buddy, if you want me to fix your eye, you're going to have to wait about six more hours. <sighs> no problem. Somewhere then... else. <laughs> <laughs> you catch him in like mid sit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is precisely what's about to happen. <clears throat> Lukai would have just like stood by the bedside <laughs> for hovering. six hours. Yeah, Lukai then nimbly, snake-like, gets out through the window, <laughs> and then crawls back up the or down the building. No, no, no. We'll go up the building to that that gravelly flat top where they will just survey the area until called upon. Yes. I envision one of those little speaking horns. That's connected to the workshop. So somebody could just be like, Lukai, are you up there? And it echoes. Uh, you know, like one of those pipes that goes all the way down. Okay. So there's one it. of those. <laughs> awesome. And I think, Lukai, when you get up there, you know, surveying the city, Boom is still trying to, to get some sleep. 
yes, but oh, yes. it's like five, six ish in in the morning early. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll say it's just pre-dawn, such as it is in this world. And Lukai is looking around, surveying the city as they are wont to do on the pseudo regular, and not for the first time, they find themselves staring at Strangford Island, which is you know sort of just down the the hill from where your building is located, and properly could be considered a part of Char Hollow, but it is not. It is its entire own island housing the Strangford Estates. Where we can perhaps cut to Zyka when she rouses herself the following morning. Or whenever whenever everyone is back together in the garage again. Uh, maybe what, eight o'clock? Nine o'clock? Psyka probably just passed out in the chair in her office after indulging, I would imagine. Great, great. Can she come back, too, when Lukai's eye is completely out in the middle of fixing? Yes. We'll say that's when that's when she wakes up, with Lukai under the knife once again. We're not, you're not right in front of her, but the chair is, is pulled out so that as she, as she wakes up, she's facing through the doorway into the garage where Boom is tinkering away at Lukai. And she, you see you see them in profile at first, and it's not until they turn their head abruptly at you. Their innards and, are showing. Right. Maybe the eye isn't totally out. Maybe it's about to be totally out, and that's when you look over Lukai, and so it snaps out on a spring Ugh. and gives like a little like boing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness you're finally getting that fixed. You've got to stop moving. It is a constant bother. I can only imagine. How's it going, Boom? Going pretty well. We've got the eye from that other hull that we beheaded, so. Should be a pretty quick in and out. Better take both of those eyes out of that other hull before we dump it. It'll look like some sort of uh, sign and not just we were salvaging. But maybe we want that. What do you think about uh, planning this head on somebody? Well, that depends entirely on who the somebody is. I'm thinking the mulligans. Oh, the fucking mulligans. My thoughts exactly. What if maybe uh, somebody were to find this head? Somewhere where they might be uh, vulnerable. I like this plan. We should be patient, though. Can you hold on to it, darling? Of course. Good call. Now please finish. I concur. You've got to stop moving. The door chimes go off, and Tav comes in. He just looks very tired, quiet, shuffles in, takes one look at Lukai. What the fuck happened to you? I sustained an injury. Oh, yeah. Not off, he didn't. Right. I'll be in the office. Then he shuffles over to the desk, climbs under the, the stool that's there, drops his cheek into his fist, elbows on the desk. Psycho comes out into the office. Where the fuck have you been? 
What do you mean? We haven't seen you. Where have you been? I've been busy, and I? If I'm going to rely on you, you need to be here regularly. Look at these books. They're piling up. Please, take care of this. All right. shoves a ledger toward him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. As he reaches for the books, his, his sleeve slides up somewhat, and there is a bandage on his wrist. It seems like it, it goes up high enough. I mean, you, you see a good, like, three inches of it. And Can she uh, grab his hand before it retreats? Sure. She wants to just grab his wrist. Yeah, that's fine. Try, uh, what do you think, finesse? Uh, yeah, I guess. Or possibly command? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think she's going to demand that he tell her what happened. So I think command. Great, great. Five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll say that it's, he, he gets his hand back in time for you to come up sort of with the sleeve in, mm-hmm. instead of the wrist proper, but you're still able to like twist it and pull it up to be like, what is this? What happens to you? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. What is this? Well, I just got cut. What? On what? What do you mean, on what? On me forehead. That's why it's on me wrist. Mm-hmm. Do you need Boom to look at it? No, I looked at it myself. It's fine. I can look at it. I don't need you looking at it. Put those sharp things Want me to sew something away. up? No, I don't. I, I don't want that. I can replace it with, a, like, a metal... You got, like... You want, like, an iron arm? No, right. Come on. Call her off, like, Mom. Call her off. It's all right, Boom. He said no thank you. Go back okay. to the eye. Make right, that well, eye go away. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? All right, Tav. Get to work. Grabs the books and slinks off into the office. Psycho lets him. Nice. You resume, boom, working on Lukai's eye socket. Finish that off, more or less according to plan. Sometime thereafter, boom, you head out to take some heat off the crew with your impersonation of an, of an intern. We'll say that takes you the better part of the morning, so you're maybe back by lunchtime. So boom heads out while she's gone. It's like a, uh, I just have In written down recovery. I was like, oh, yeah, so she, she gives herself first aid, and then no, no, she doesn't give herself first aid. She doesn't, <laughs> so that's probably already been been dealt with. Yeah. Um, that was part of the indulgence process before I passed out. <laughs> there you go. So we'll say Boom is still gone. It's just before Boom returns, in fact, when the, actually, Zyka, have you opened the garage for business? She would probably keep the hours consistent. So we'll say you open around 9 o'clock. And just, we'll say, before noon, the door chimes go off. And as you head out front to greet the patron, you are met by four, now five men have come through the door. They're all between five and a half and six-ish 
feet tall. Most of them are pretty stocky. It's continued raining and is raining harder, so they're all wearing hats and or hoods. The leader in particular has a hood up, and it's only when he pulls it back that you recognize Black David. David, to what do I owe the pleasure? He kind of like looks around the the lounge, peeks over your shoulder into the office before answering. Is just uh, was just checking in on you lot. Heard, well, thank uh, you. Yeah, heard you. Uh, heard you, and he's trying to be super cool about peering over your shoulder into the garage, right? <laughs> But he's not not carrying it off quite as coolly as he as he's wishing. Oh, you that's know, cute. Just wanted to, uh, you know, make sure everyone's all right. Like, do you know? Well, not everyone made it home. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> he's in trying to look over your shoulder right into the into the garage his hands have found their way to the counter and you can see his fingers like sort of unconsciously or involuntarily grip the wood as you say that doesn't even say anything he just grips and like side eyes you to go on so we will be looking diligently for vester over the next several weeks if you hear anything i'd appreciate it you can see the relief. It's, I mean, anyone else would miss it entirely, but to you, it's like a flare has gone off of relief creeping into his face. And that but is he, what she's hoping for when she starts to tell him that we don't have the guns yet. We will be receiving our payment after the heat settles down a little bit. He's looking into the garage again and barely seems to have heard you. Great. And in fact, is like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's all right. Is uh, so everyone's all right then, yeah? I mean, sit, sit with her. Yes, uh, Boom has been repairing Lukai's eye, and everyone is okay. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. That's, that's good. Well, yeah, if uh, everyone's Should all I, right. Should I let you know when the guns arrive? Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. Listen, I want to, uh, do you mind if I leave a couple of boys here with you just to uh, keep an eye out? Mulligans and no, uh, yeah. no pushovers. Don't want anything happen. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate it. Thank you. If they could maybe lurk less. <laughs> he kind of looks at you as if to say, lurk? What do you mean? And then gets it, looks over his shoulder, sees them lurking. Looks back to you. This is a legitimate business, and I don't want to scare my patrons or the neighborhood. Yeah, no, well, uh, all of them fuck off across the street somewhere, but they're safe and sorry, yeah? Absolutely. Thank you very much, David. You're a gentleman. You see him kind of start to blush and then, like, you know... Shut it down. <laughs> shut that shit down. <laughs> what a cutie. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you just take care. And uh, you just take care. We'll see you. And he turns around to leave, 
has has a brief interaction with his the men. Lurkers. Yes, precisely. It seems to direct the two to take up positions uh, across the street, and uh, the other I two. I imagine be... him being like, not like this, like like this, like <laughs> yeah. acting out how to look less conspicuous. But it's Black David, so he can't. <laughs> you know, he's he's not a loud talker, and he does mumble a bit. So, like the whole conversation between these five, you know, sort of big, tough-looking dudes is very very quiet you know and like his his men almost don't say anything it's just the ruffian version of npr boom this is just as you are returning to the office garage the front door opens practically as you've got your hand on the handle and one large menacing dude heads out, moves past you, followed by a second, followed by a third, followed by a fourth. They all give you a brief tap or a tilt of the hat. And then finally, just as you're like, well, this is surely going to be over and, and turning to walk in, Black David is exiting the building and you guys practically bump in to each other. He even gets as far as say, oh, pardon me. Oh, hey. Just to paint the picture a little bit, I've just booked it from the CSI laboratory. <laughs> so I'm wearing a lab coat that does not belong to me. And I have a, a bulge <laughs> in my shirt where I've clearly like hidden a bit. <laughs> I'm just kind of like holding it. My arms are um, on my stomach. Perfect. And it's raining. So like now you're <laughs> dripping. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And I'm very <laughs> anxious to get inside because I'm wearing a lab coat on the street with a stomach full of yeah evidence he seems to clock this you know has has a moment of being stunned by oh it's you i wasn't expecting to seeing you yet i was hoping but nah the thought that ship had sailed already <laughs> and, uh, and then just at that point in the process he kind of realizes that you're standing clutching something in the almost pouring rain and he kind of like oh oh and uh, steps aside holding the door open for you, but again, awkwardly, so that his arm is half barring your way into the building. So you're going to have to like duck under slightly to get in. And then he changes the arm that he's he's holding <laughs> the door with so that he can keep facing after you. And then he feels like an idiot standing with, <laughs> with an open door. But he doesn't know if he should go in or just leave. So he finally like goes in but just stands right inside the doorway <laughs> with it closed behind him and are uh, you right yeah thanks for getting the door for me there buddy well, yeah yeah no problem yeah yeah well you, what are you uh, doing here? well she's um you know uh, she uh you know you had some some heat from maybe the mulligans lots so uh she wanted to drop off a couple of my boys to check things out make sure you following me what no you following me I'm following you. No, no. I just you work here, don't you? This is like where you yeah. work. Right. <laughs> where you work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a professional mover. I specialize yeah. in pianos and dollies. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, you're okay. Yeah. You look okay. Yeah. Feel fine. Did you uh, you have a question or can I 
I mean, I'm kind of carrying some <laughs> volatile equipment. I gotta. Yeah, no, uh, no. Yeah, I'll just, I'll go go. It's good, it's good seeing you. And he, <laughs> he leaves with a a psychic face palm careening against his <laughs> his forehead again and again and again. Good morning. Good morning. It's heavy what she's got hidden under her shirt. She's a little kind of like you- waddling to the garage. Do you need to go to the shop or to the office with that? The shop. This is going to be stuff we're going to be glad to have destroyed. I would like to see this then. And she follows Aslana. Aslana gets over to the workshop table. She just like opens the jacket and detritus and pieces of bombs and anything that she could find at the CSI office that could possibly lead back to us tumbles out onto the table. This is probably mostly in the lab. You took a bunch of stuff that you recognized to be yours, and then a lot of stuff that just looked interesting to you, like <laughs> yeah. couldn't hurt. And when they notice that things are missing, it'll be helpful not to just have taken evidence that specifically relates to you guys, or that'll just yeah. have helped them further narrow the field. Good point. There's also like a handful of pens in there, some office supplies. <laughs> Xerox paper. <laughs> yeah, somebody's nameplate yeah. from their desk. So uh, I would like for Lukai to have been just exiting the workshop when both of you appear. What is this? This is stuff that we've left around town. Just trying to clear our name a little bit. Get the blue coats off our backs. Tav calls in. Is that your boyfriend? Who? bloke with the skull and the mohawk. Who? Icelander has forgotten what his hair looks like. Whatever. The, the brick wall looking fellow just stood in the doorway for like four days. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Him? David? Nah. I don't do that. You don't do what? What'd you call him? My, 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 <laughs> <Sorry>. <clears throat> You're your boyfriend. I don't do that. Well, you say so. I mean, we've done some stuff, but, like, not my boyfriend. What's he come around there for? I don't know. Why don't you follow him? Go find, go ask him. Go follow him and ask him. What got all these books to go through, don't I? He did leave he several leave men here for security. I mean, that's not nothing. Icelanda just, like, throws her arms up. She's like, look. I don't fucking know, okay? I asked him if he was following me. He said no. I know. I don't do that. I know, I know. If he was here now, and I ask him if he's your boyfriend, what would he say? I don't fucking know, but I hope he'd say no. He knows the deal. Huh. All right. All right. Bit of a player then she is. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Oh, I'm sorry. When was the last time you got any? What you mean? You know what I mean. Any what? What do you think I mean? The boy is so young. Why? You keep out of it, Mum. I'm fucking balls deep in it, I am. I'm balls deep in it, I am. I am balls deep. Oh, don't sound like that. I don't sound like that, Mum. Stop it. Stop it, Mum. Stop. I'm serious now. Cut it. No. Stop. I'm balls deep. (laughs) I'm I'm balls deep. (laughs) 
Icelander goes off into the garage and goes to tinker with some shit. We well, got conversation. <laughs> you got ugly, scary teeth. And he goes to the, like the far corner of the office. It's not very big. <laughs> Icelander sends her shadow to come up behind him <laughs> and whisper, "I can make them scarier." Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You just hear the sound of Tav and all of the books clattering to the ground in a panic. He somehow does not shriek audibly to you, but <laughs> but in his soul, he shrieked. <laughs> Who does he think he is? So Lukai would like to take this opportunity yes. to gather the ladies. Uh, there, there is something, several somethings, I think, that require our attention so, first of all, I, I understand that when someone is lost, it is very upsetting. Should we take a moment? The, Thank you. Perfect. Now. <laughs> oh, I see. Ah, moment. It, am I in, in error? Nope, you got it right, buddy. Excellent. I sometimes get these things wrong. There are three points that are important for us to address. First of all, in Dunslow, we gathered the nameplate from an evidentiary storage facility. Later, it was confirmed that five bluecoats were killed in that action. And those were not us. We did not perpetrate those murders. Those have been blamed on us, however. Second, this subject of our latest score, Kirill is missing, and it perhaps might be worthwhile to try to get him or find him. And third, I'm almost certain that Tav is in danger. What makes you say that? Cut in his arm. Do you know how it got there? If you like, I can force him to tell. I don't think I like, but do you know how it happened, Lukai? I do not. However, it is curious to me and vexing, as I would like to see all of the people here protected, and one of those people I can no longer protect. I mean, when you say force, are you going to hurt him? Of course not. I would never dream of it. I might, however, make him extremely uncomfortable. In a painful way? No, no, no. Say, for instance, I were to dangle him by his ankles. Oh, like what? <laughs> Oh, simply upside down. This sounds a little bit like torture, and I don't know what your programming says about that, but usually we don't do that to our friends. Interesting. I have logged this away for future reference. Good, thank you. Please don't ever hang me by my ankles, Lukai. Noted. You know, sometimes people will give somebody something they want to get information out of them, Lukai. Ooh, what is it the tab desires? Stella? <laughs> but that does not mean you should kidnap Stella, Lukai. That's right. Thank you, Boom. As you wish. I am I also know. worried about these things, Lukai. I'd like to get back to the storehouse. See if we can't look for this red coat there. Mm, possibly fixing both of our problems at the same time. Well, certainly a couple of them. We should be careful, though. We don't know what changes they've made to security. I think we should check it out first. Indeed. Is this a job? Ah. And it doesn't have to be the job. But it sounds like we might be moving 
in the direction of a gather information action. I mean, I feel like it would be pretty easy to get Tav to talk if we got him like a wig. Tav yes. seems to like wigs, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. Excellent. Lukai immediately leaves. <laughs> <laughs> they will head to wherever they know shops are. There's probably a, a market somewhere in Char Hollow yeah. that sells wigs and <laughs> with no money. <laughs> Is there a wig shop to be had? Yes, there has to be. <laughs> yeah, Lukai will spend 0.3 seconds looking around the shop and then seize on the first available wig in, in attendance. Bring it up to the storekeeper. Is it a, a, a restoration-style wig, powdered with a little ponytail in back, but instead of being sensible and, like, flat into curls on top, it's piled high in sort of this hellish, teased kind of <laughs> sculpture, almost? Like Marie Antoinette. Hair. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. But but for a dude, I guess is is what I'm thinking. Like the dude's version of that wig. So the bows yeah. on it are are blue instead of pink. Precisely. <laughs> yes. Lukai approaches the haberdasher with this wig. Greetings. Greetings. My master wishes to purchase this wig. Delightful. It's uh it's for sale. Lovely. Could you? Run a line of credit for the Weaver Street Porters. Thank you. And then turns to leave. <laughs> Lovely. Roll me a fortune check, please. <laughs> okay. And I think it's going to be... Increased either, effect? Yeah. Either sway or consort, if you have either of those. I'll have neither of those. So am I going to roll two dice and take the lower? Sure. Yeah. It's a one and a six. Uh, no! Uh. <laughs> All right. You make it out the door, but now you've stolen a wig. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you're going to take one heat for this. The heat that you lost, you now have replaced from having stolen a wig. And you told them the name of our business. I know, right? They know where to find us. The best. But you have a new wig. All right. So uh, <laughs> Lukai will then stride purposefully back to the Weaver Street Porters, find Tav, and shove the wig into his, basically into his, his hands. Yeah, he's, he's back to pouring over the books, actually running a, a hand over the, the inside of his forearm where the bandages are. And as the wig arrives, he starts and then... Looks up at you. Fuck, you know, where'd you come from? I do not know. However, I have just been to the local wig shop. This was one of their finest choices. Uh, was it? I presented to you as a gift. And in return, could you please tell me where it is you, re you received that cut? Well, Peace off, mate. And he turns away and takes the books back out. I'm afraid I do not understand. Islana has been, like, just outside the doorway, kind of, like, hiding behind the doorway of the garage, listening. And when she hears this, she she steps out. 
Well, Zyka's not here, so it might be time for you to do that ankle trick. Oh, I, I was going to attempt to appeal to safety. What ankle trick? What do you mean? I can simply hold about? you upside down by your ankles and then demand the information. Allow me to demonstrate. I Aislinna <laughs> commands her shadow to grab him by the ankles and hold him upside down. Ooh. Yeah, all right. It does. And he flies into the air. Has anyone ever seen you do this before, Aislinna? No. All right. So this is it's a bit of a revelation. Aislinna's shadow doesn't disconnect from her because it is still anchored at her feet, but it moves independently of her and elongates and seizes onto Tav's ankles and hoists him into the air upside down. Um, he's, he's hanging so that his hands near full extension are his, his fingers are a good foot off of the ground and, you know, shrieking appropriately. Oh, fucking hell. What, oh, 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 all right, all right, put me down. Put me down. What is that? Who the all fuck is do- even holding me up? All you got to do is tell us what happened to you. Well, what you mean? Will... And then maybe we'll give you a wig. I don't know. Come on, mate. Just leave a shovel. I'm fine. I told, I told Zyka that was fine. Just cut myself is all. Would you care anyway? How did you cut yourself? I, I don't know. That smells like a lie. No, it's not a lie. I don't know. It's the truth. I don't know. Just woke up with it. I got the cut. Are you telling the truth? Well, fucking yeah, I'm telling you the truth. What do you want? I sun his shadow. Just kind of like shakes him a little bit. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm telling the truth. I just, ah, I, oh, 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 what? 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 What do you want me to say? You really just woke up with that on your arm. Yeah. I mean, not the bandage. I put the bandage on myself, but the, the cut's like, it was just there. Well, I don't know what you... What, you're the one asking the weird questions, right? A mysterious cut. Perhaps we should inspect. No, no. Come on, leave off, mate. You been feeling weird? What? No. Feel fine. Is Zyka hearing this? Yep. Did I catch him just lie? Oh, yeah. Tavstifer, what has been feeling weird? Nothing. Nothing. I feel... I feel regular. I feel totally regular. We did not ask about your bowel movements. <laughs> Fucking move your bowels in a minute, mate. You just let me down. Have you been using, Tev? You? What's that? What do you mean, like, junk-like? I, I don't think you should be the one to fucking judge, frankly. Nor you there, Miss Shadow Lady Teefy. Well, I'm not blacking out and cutting myself. Now I'm not cutting. Oh, would you gonna put me down? No, nah, you know, I don't think I will. Ah. Uh, we're just going to wait for all the blood to rush to your head until you pass out. Getting woozy. I think yeah. if he passes out, then no more information will come from him. Yeah, all right. I still kind of like waves her hand in the shadow. Let's go and goes back to where it's supposed to be. Tav thuds to the ground unceremoniously, landing his like head and shoulders sort of coming down on the chair that he was seated in first. So the tumble to the ground is extra awkward but he stands himself up indignant brushes himself off yeah thank you thank you very much and for now it's back to work and he does 
with a bit of a harumph. And we're going to return the wig. I don't even like the ugly wig. That is hurtful. <laughs> yeah, Lukai spent a lot of time looking for that for you. Be polite. Ungrateful. He gathers up the books in his arms and strides past you into the garage and goes to the rear of the garage where there's a little table behind what is probably the last husk of uh, a vehicle that you haven't quite gotten into working order yet and resumes his work. This fucking kid. We should keep an eye on him, though, Lukai. You weren't wrong. He was lying? He has not been feeling well. Huh. Excuse me a moment. Lukai will then gather up the wig, stride right back to the marketplace, put it back exactly where it came from, approach the, <laughs> the, uh, the haberdasher, and then tell him, the Weaver Street Porters no longer require this wig. But thank you. And then leaves just as fast as they came in. Lovely. <laughs> Go ahead and lose one heat. <laughs> so if I say that I want to go stake out the storehouse I guess that's a gather info isn't it I don't really see any reason not to make it a gather info so that yes. if you want to go you can How's go How's everybody else feel about it. that why not yeah 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 that's the spirit yeah fuck it throw down do this <laughs> so is, is everybody going? Do you want to make this one big group gather information? Check. Yeah. Psych is going. I'll go. You sure. All right. We want to figure out how to get back into the storehouse. So think- the, the two big things here are Kirill's coat and the five dead blue coats after the job that we did here before. Yeah. But yeah. everybody in the underworld was like, oh, you guys killed five blue coats. Good job. And we were like, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We Yeah, of course we did. We're, we're stone cold killers. Killed those yeah. guys, those blue coats, five of them. How many? Five. Wow, five. Yep, yep. There were five. Definitely. With five. my hands. And no mention of Sniffer, who was mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zyka wants to know what's going on with that too, for sure. Yeah, so if we can double up, that would be super duper. Okay, so you guys are, are going in. Let's roll some dice. This is a group action. It's a survey. Yeah, I, th- I think I would really like to roll in with the ridge, engage the camouflage, and then sort of just pull a stake out for a while. Ditto. That sounds good. And Lukai is classically trained in survey. <laughs> I... I believe the last time I did this, there was a horrific rainstorm, and Lukai simply jabbered on the entire time. Yes, yes, there is another rainstorm. (laughs) (laughs) One die. One die, and it's a group action, right? Yes? Is everybody everybody taking a swing at it? How many survey have you got? Zero. You get two dice. (laughs) I also have zero. Are you kidding? Oh, Wester. Oh. I will certainly push myself. I was going to say, and you could also, I suppose, take a devil's bargain. What's the devil's bargain? Boop. You guys could take a devil's bargain that allows 
all of you to roll an extra die, oh. or one of you, and the severity of the consequence will be determined by how many dice net you guys end up rolling extra. Mm-hmm. I will not be taking it. So You will either. not be taking it? Yeah, okay. no. I've already so, got my extra die. Great, great, great. So for two extra dice, we will say that whatever other modifications have been made to the security of the evidentiary storage facility, it will include the addition of a crow tower, meaning that if anyone dies, bang, there is a death seeker crow on top of you almost immediately summoning the spirit wardens. I don't like it. I like it, though, because I'm... I love it. It's scary. I like that it's scary. Yeah. What do you think, Joey? Yeah. Sweet. All right. Oh, baby. Six, three? Six and a five. Oh, look at you guys. Joey, you got a three? Yeah. Okay, so that's one one point of stress for you, Lukai. Yeah. I don't know. Take take me through this. You guys roll up with the ridge. We have all sorts of snacks and drinks ready. (laughs) We have shifts planned out. We have board games for the other two to play while one person's (laughs) surveying everything. It's it's professional op. I love this. I love this. Wester's rifle is still propped in the corner of the ridge. Well, we make immediate use of the scope and detach it from the rifle and just use that to surveil. Once they finish, Zyka right away takes the rifle back from them and puts it back where it was. If I was recalling correctly that this storage facility is just at the corner of the Dunslow Ghetto, which is exactly what it sounds like. Yes, yes, it's the large... The biggest building in the upper right corner. So just across the street from the Warrens? Correct. Okay. So you guys pull up. You've been there for a while. you got your snacks. Wester's sad rifle. Boo-hoo. <laughs> and, yeah, as, as you guys begin the stakeout, it doesn't look like a ton has changed. There are a few more guards than you recall there being the first time around. There's still that front checkpoint area. But then it also looks like there are two patrolling guards walking the interior perimeter. And and obviously the the Raven Tower that is located at the corner of the fencing. And yeah, but apart from that, it appears to be, you know, the same humdrum storehouse that you guys broke into the first time does it look like we'll be able to break in the same way uh potentially yes the first time there was basically just like the one guard at the checkpoint out front so you guys if i'm recalling correctly snipped the fence in the back and like stealthed in shorted out the electroplasmic Mm -hmm. lock system and went in you guys could still do that, but there are now two roving guards that you'll have to either evade or overcome. The ridge works now, right? It 
does. <gasps> How loud is it? Have we tested this thing out? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that some experimentation has been done by Boom. What are you hoping to accomplish here? I was thinking just go over the fence and oh. then just stump right up to the building, engage the camouflage, and then break in. Huh. I, I was also thinking climb up the side of the building, but that sounds way more difficult. Climb up the side of the building, and once we're on the roof, it would cut a circle into the top and we can rappel down. The whole ridge. The whole ridge into the building. <laughs> No, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, there probably <laughs> is a way in from the roof. Strangely enough, I think it would be easier for the ridge to climb the building than it would be for it to climb the fence. Because, as I picture it anyway, I think the fence is too flimsy to support the weight of the ridge actually climbing on it. And I don't see the legs of the ridge actually being long enough to just straight up clear the fence. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting over that fence, it would be very awkward. Yeah, like you would have to climb the fence. It wouldn't be able to jump over the fence. It wouldn't be able to step over the fence. And in climbing the fence, it would crush the fence. Which is awesome, but it sounds like you guys are hoping for more stealth, and I yes. don't know that the the fence thing can be done while staying stealthy. It can absolutely be a part of a frontal assault. There's an option here for assault, point of attack. Yes. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> Seems totally appropriate in this case. I mean, could like, we say that the ridge that Iselena installed on the ridge, some kind of laser cutting device? I think you guys can select whatever tools they are, and you've got them on the ridge, essentially, for, for this job, right? This is burglary tools or tinkering tools. So we can stop the ridge, put camo on, we can cut through the fence, drive slash walk it through the, the gap, and then climb up on the top of the building. Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to need... the coolest thing. It's pretty great. You're going to need a significantly larger hole in the fence, obviously, to get the whole ridge through than you would need to get yourselves through. But that can totally be done. Yeah. All right. Are we going to an engagement roll, guys? Bum, 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 bum! Well, I mean, we're, we're going to drive home, empty the bedpans... Take a shower. <laughs> like, yeah. have a good sleep. You know, discuss the plan. The that, that sounds like a great idea. And then you see something. But what do we see? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, everybody make a, make a survey roll. There's no, no consequences to it, but I just want to see what exactly you see. What version of this everybody sees. I see the two version of this. Great. <laughs> How convenient. I also see the two version. I see the four version. Oh, nice. Oh, all right. Super. So, Lukai and Zyka, as you guys are taking stock of everything that you've seen, 
you're putting together the plan, you're realizing, hey, we, we could probably do this with the ridge. Let's go back to the, the garage, clean everything up, gear up, get ready to do this proper. When Lukai and Zyka see a vagrant stumbling, staggering up the main drive toward the, the guard booth and the, oh, what do you call it? The barricade, I guess, is all that it is, is, is down. You can see the blue coat inside the booth chilling there. He sort of peers out through the darkness and the rain and sees this hobo staggering up towards him. He gets out, comes around to meet what Islina can recognize as a very large hobo who picks up some speed just as this blue coat comes out with a lantern to investigate. The hobo puts on a burst of speed and seizes the blue coat by the lantern wrist and the head and slams the blue coat backwards into the booth several times until the blue coat just kind of slumps, probably not lifelessly, but certainly unconscious into the mud at the base of the booth. And the, the vagrant takes the, the lantern, tosses it into the mud, dousing it, pulls back the hood, and Islina, you can see enough at this point to recognize the shaggy, bearded silhouette of Kirill. Thanks for listening. Keep an eye out for the next episode of The Harvestman. If you enjoy what you've heard, please take a moment to subscribe and or give us a review. You should also feel free to visit our website at harvestmanpodcast.com. Boom is played by Joey. Lukai is played by Brent. Wester is played by Michael. Zyka is played by Steph. The Harvestman theme was composed, performed, and donated by Brad Phillips. More from him at bradphillipsmusic.com. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is a creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Finally, we'd like to thank Ree and all the other folks at the Magpies. You should check them out at magpiespodcast.net or wherever your podcasts are found. Until next time, The Harvestman is an Ambling Nymph production.